Hello, I am Zelda Volkov and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success. The challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. This week's guest is Jake Rosenberg. Jake is a bit of a do-it-all kind of guy. He's a thought leader, happiness and performance coach, a personal growth junkie, podcast and event host, speaker, and leader. His successful podcast, Lions Unleashed, teaches people the trick of the lion, that he is the king of the jungle because of what he believes about himself. Jake teaches us about the steps he recommends taking so that you can get started on your own journey to self-fulfillment growth, and success. Now, over to Zelda. Thank you, Jake, for coming on to the Oh My God podcast. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Could you go back and just tell me where you come from, what's your story, and what do you do? I was born in Brooklyn, uh, moved to Muncie as a kid, grew up in Muncie, and after 10th grade of high school, I dropped out of school. I remember thinking that school really wasn't my thing. I never enjoyed it. And for some reason, after bouncing around to a couple different schools, I just never found a place that I clicked. And my dad told me, you know, you could either go back to school or you can get a job, but you're not going to sit around at home and do nothing. So at about 15 years old, I got my first job. And about that time, I also started dabbling in uh, web design, web development, um, kind of as a hobby. After doing that for a little while and working in this warehouse job, a friend of mine introduced me to this venture capitalist that he worked for. And this guy needed a couple of websites for some of his different ventures. So we met, he liked my vibe. I ended up doing a few websites for him. After that, he said, hey, you know, you're really good at this. Why don't we start a web design agency? About 16 years old at that point, trying to start a web design agency lasted about a half a year to a year before we both realized that it wasn't really working. So I got another job. I was working in electric, still dabbling in web design, did that as a side hustle for quite a few years, um, bouncing around from one job to another. Eventually, a few years ago, I started my own marketing agency because I realized you could build websites, but nobody's going to look at it if you don't market it. And that evolved into what I have today, which is those marketers. That's my bread and butter. We're kind of the opposite of the typical marketing agency. We're not corporate. We're more these young people that are just sitting on their computer. It might be on a beach. It might be at home. And we know what we're doing. We get great results for our clients. I realized about two years ago that there was a lot of self-work that I needed to do. And when I started diving into that, I realized that through doing all this self-work, my life improved so much. And I was looking around at the people around me, and I realized how much capabilities every single human being has. And it, it started hurting me that most people were barely scratching the surface of what they were capable of. And that's how I really got into the whole personal development world, by realizing that I actually had a gift for helping people with getting through the difficult times in their life and 
kind of using my journey to inspire others and to, I guess, give lessons to others that they could utilize and start living their best life. That's amazing. That's amazing that you're using your purpose to, to serve others. And that's truly what it's all about. What instigated yep. your self-development? What was it that made you realize, whoa, I got a lot of work to do? <laughs> <laughs> so not to rip on anybody, but I, I was dating someone for a few years that turned out at the end of it was was not the greatest relationship for either of us. And it, when it ended, it was I was in a really rough spot in my life. I had spent the last few years not really focusing on myself ever, focusing more on the relationship and the other person. And what I realized when it ended was that I had never given myself a chance to be the person that I really wanted to be. I didn't even know who I wanted to be. And I kind of lost my identity in a sense through this relationship ending. So it, it led me towards this place where I was talking to a close friend of mine and he made this point that I can either wallow in my pain and my sorrow, or I can turn my life around and start focusing on figuring out who am I and what do I want and all of this self work that I could be doing to become the person that I'm really meant to be. And so that really, that really kicked off the whole thing. Um, realizing that you could either kind of sit in your pain and be somebody that doesn't know who they are and never really feel, feel true fulfillment, or you can put in the work and it will be a lifelong journey, but it will be so worth it. Right. And it's usually a pain. It's usually, you know, a suffering where we have to face our thoughts and being with ourselves without any of those distractions or vices or highs that we could feel in a relationship or in parties or even work that yeah. you know when we when we sit with that pain when that's gone is when we realize that we have so much work to do what would what was like the first thing that you for people who have no idea what self-development is even what, what, what what's your go-to suggestion for people like that and what was your first uh, meet it with self-development? I think the, the first thing, the most important part is you need to be in a place in life where you realize that what you have right now and who you are right now is just not what you want, right? You need to get to a place where it hurts or it bothers you and it feels uncomfortable enough that you're actually willing to put in work to, to figure out what comes next. That's why I, I'm actually super appreciative of having gone through that rough patch in my life because it put me in that place where I, I was forced to look in the mirror and I was and saying, I don't recognize this person as somebody that I want to be. So the first step, I think, is always being able to kind of get uncomfortable with where you are right now so that you're willing to put in the work because there will be a ton of work as you know we both know there's it, it's an endless journey but you need to fall in love with that journey and from there i think the the next thing was just taking a lot of time to kind of go through all of the things that i went through in my life um kind of rehashing that and realizing that whether it was good or bad everything that i've been through led me to the place where i am today and gave me these tools that equipped me to become somebody else, to become the person that I want to be. So it's, it's like looking at all of that pain, looking at all of the good stuff, bringing it all together and realizing that it was all there for a reason. 
whether you believe in like predetermination and all of that, at the end of the day, everything that you've been through is a tool for you to use. So I think that was the, the foundation of my personal development journey, just being able to take all of that and saying, okay, now, now that I know all of this, let me start figuring out what I actually want to do with it. And that's amazing what you were, what you said that the first thing was this idea that you want to change, that you, you know, you're not happy with where you're at. And what's so interesting is that when you said that, the first thing that occurred to me is like this dichotomy of the idea of wanting more, wanting better, wanting to be healthier, wanting everything to be more real and genuine in your life, relationships, yourself, everything. But then also this concept that all of that is founded on of self-worth, that you are good enough as you are without any of that. And it's like, that was the first time that I even realized how strong these two separate concepts are, yet they are based off of each other. It's like, we are, I am good, I am worth it, I am deserving as I am now without any success, without any accolades, without any achievements that I want to work towards, but also always ascending and always grow. And I think that's such an interesting concept. I think it's the idea of duality, which is that there's good and bad or light and dark or however you want to call it. But within the dark, there is light. Within the light, there is darkness. And if you look at life, there's this constant sense of duality, right? You know, people say, you know, you need the bad to appreciate the good. You need the, the dark to appreciate the light. At the end of the day, life has both light and dark. And once you can start appreciating that all of that can come together to give you exactly what you want and what you need, then it all becomes so much more beautiful and so much easier to deal with. Because it's not just, oh, I went through this difficult thing. And no, it's actually a part of the good in your life is the bad. Failures and success, it's kind of like part of the process. It's like a numbers game. The more you do, the more you're going to succeed, the more you're going to fail. It's like the law of probability. And the real Mm -hmm. question and the real success is whatever you're dealing with now, whether it's a success or a failure, the question really you should ask is not, did I succeed or did I fail? But it's, did I grow? Did it change me? And I think that's really the concept of wanting to always grow, yet also being okay with the failures, being okay with the success. Like if that, you, who you are in your core is good, is, is deserving, is worthy without all of those extras. And so yeah. that's, that's a really powerful concept. As a person that's very much engrossed in self-development, it's a constant battle, yet it's also always reminding myself that it's okay. I think that's truly the art of living. The thing is, when you have an ideal in life, the thing that you have to realize is that by having an ideal, that is also a judge, right? Because you're never going to be the ideal. When you're focusing on your personal development, it's a lifelong journey. And you're always looking at like this higher place that you're trying to reach. That's also you judging yourself where you are now. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you need to be aware that that's what's happening that by always chasing that higher place, that higher purpose, you're never going to actually be where you want to be. And so you need to get comfortable with that. You need to be okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Getting comfortable with where we're at, I think is key, but it's also important to realize you don't want to get too comfortable where you're at. It's an interesting dynamic for sure. What would you tell our listeners, people that either are in the journey of self-development, people that are very new and not acclimated yet, what are really good key tools 
that they could implement into their lives? What would you advise? We're all living in our own reality. We create our own reality. And all of our realities come together to form the, this great big life. What I realized kind of transformed into what I started with my podcast, which is called Lions Unleashed. I was looking at the lion and I, I was asking myself, why is the lion considered the king of the jungle? Because the lion is not the tallest animal. It's not the largest animal. It's definitely not the strongest and it's not even the fastest and it's definitely not the smartest. So what about the lion makes it the king? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized it, it comes down to one thing. The lion is the king because of its attitude. They carry themselves in a, in a very assured way. At the end of the day, what I'm trying to live up to is to be 100% assured of myself. Everybody in this world has that same capability. I think that's the strongest thing you could start approaching your personal development with is just having that attitude, realizing that you're capable of so much more than you'll ever know. And by chasing that better version of yourself, then hopefully when you reach the end of your life, you could look at yourself and say, you know what, this ideal that I've been chasing my whole life, I'm here, I found this person. And that's I think that's what life is all about. It's about becoming the best version of yourself and through that, making this world a better place. You are capable of being that best version of yourself. That's amazing. First of all, I love the whole idea of the name for your podcast, Lives Unleashed. I think that's brilliant. I agree. Attitude is truly everything. And when we start surrendering to a negative attitude, negative mindset, everything goes into this negative spiral. And Whereas if we go into creating this good attitude where every, everything is based off that, and that's truly the beginning and the end, it's, it's what everything is revolving around always, constantly. Can everybody find that on Spotify or Apple, your podcast, Lions Unleashed? Wherever you like listening. Amazing. It's all over wow. the place. <laughs> what are you most challenged with? Getting comfortable with the journey and comfortable with being uncomfortable. What I found for myself is that I've become so good at being comfortable with the uncomfortabilities in my life that sometimes it allows me to slack because even if I'm not where I want to be or if I'm not achieving the way I want to, I'm able to be comfortable with that. And it kind of, it becomes like a catch 22. So you mean like uh, work or just in general? In, in life in general. So I, it's interesting to see that because I'm always looking at it and I'm saying, well, I want to be okay with having to go through these difficulties in trying to become the person I want to be or living the life I want. But at the same time, I can't allow myself to get too comfortable, like you said before, because then you end up shooting yourself in the foot. For me personally, you know, keeping that fire under my ass is so important. And I think the only way that I keep that fire burning is by creating a space of inspiration. When I, you know, the biggest fire for me is when I'm inspired by other people, by what other people are doing, by what other people are creating. And, you know, like Steve Jobs says, like the world that we know has been created by people no smarter, no greater than us humans, just as we are. For me personally, when I listen to podcasts, when I delve deep into the thoughts of leaders and great minds that are doing something that really keeps me burning inside if I even a day goes by without getting that pump of inspiration, my run is not as good as it usually is, or my sleep schedule is not as good. 
everything is it's like puzzles like everything is dependent on each other like dominoes but i i think it's also important for people to realize that because i i fell into this for quite a while i got so into the whole personal development world listening to other people's inspiration and all of that i think it's important to keep in mind that inspiration gives you that boost of energy but at the end of the day to keep that those changes that you're trying to make to keep them going and to make that a part of your life you need to start creating habits rather than relying on inspiration to be what pushes you to succeed every day because there are going to be days where you can listen to all the podcasts you want you're still going to feel like shit there are those days and sometimes there's nothing you can really do about it but if you've been putting in the work to create habits that serve your life properly, then even on those days, you're still going to feel accomplished at the end of the day. You'll still have a fulfilling day because you have routines, you have habits in place that don't really rely on your mood or the way you're feeling that day. They rely on what you put into place, a structure. Don't just rely on inspiration, even though it does make us feel really good and it is very helpful, but to also create habits in your life that will serve you on a daily basis. Let's say you have a goal. I'm going to use a goal that's very typical of the 21st century. Let's say you have a goal to make a million dollars a year. If you start facing this goal by saying, I'm going to make a million dollars in the next year, you're going to feel really overwhelmed. You don't know how to even begin making a million dollars. But if you started breaking it down and you say, okay, a million, we're going to break that down. So that's over there, divided by 365 days in the year, then that means you need to make $2,700 a day. That starts seeming a little bit easier to accomplish than a million dollars. And then you can break that down. So if I need to make $2,700 a day, you need to be making that by working either full 24 hours a day, or you can start figuring out how can I make residual income? How can I have a job and maybe a side hustle? Once you start breaking things down little by little to the most understandable steps, everything becomes a lot easier. Everything becomes a lot more attainable. So when you look at your big goals, you break them down. It becomes so much simpler. You know, like right now I'm in the middle of creating my course that I, I want to scale and sell as an online course. And the project seems so daunting and overwhelming. A course, video, all this stuff. But all I got to do is focus on the outline and then week one, you know, then I want to actually engross myself in it rather than this whole huge task that I just keep on pushing off because the idea of doing it seems impossible. Yeah, it's a really, really good point. Yeah. Um, Dr. John Maxwell. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. The Maxwell uh, coaches are pretty much the most, I guess, well-known coaching company in the world. And he's written about I think 80 something books throughout his life so far. People ask him all the time, how did you write 80 books? These are deep psychological books. He's, a, he's an actual psychologist, if I'm not mistaken. He says this every time. I sit down every day and I write. You know, it's the same thing when you're trying to build your course or whatever it may be. Once you break it down and you just focus on the simple steps in front of you. So what am I doing now? What's my next step? A guy I interviewed, I think he was one of the first uh, interviews I did on my business podcast, The Power Entrepreneur. 
Ricky Cohen. He's um, one of the greatest figureheads in the Jewish community that a lot of people don't even know about. And he says the greatest trip up to people reaching their success is that people focus on step 100 when they're at step one and they end up uh, tripping on step two, which is right in front of them. So it's good to have that bigger goal and know where you're heading, but you need to focus on what's right in front of you. And when you complete that, you focus on the next thing that's right in front of you. And then it becomes a lot simpler, a lot less daunting, like you said. Not getting carried away at you know the end when we're when you're not even scratching the surface of the beginning is so vital and something that I need to remind myself constantly. Especially for someone like myself, I'm like a perfectionist. Like if I want to do something, I want it to be full on perfect. Whereas a lot of times, especially within business, I realize that it's better to release something that's imperfect and wait for the feedback and start that process going rather than hold off and wait till that moment that everything is perfect which may never come probably won't come and you're not you're not succeed you're not evolving you're not creating you're not doing and i think for me that, that that's something that i needed and i still need to constantly remind myself it's better to put out that video that doesn't have the right music it doesn't like have all that stuff but i did it and i put it out there the next one is going to be better or the next one will be right. better rather than just over time I'm very fond of this quote. Uh, my business partner, Israel, said this once. He said, win or learn, I never lose. And it's such a powerful statement to keep in mind because whatever you do in life, you're either going to win, you're going to get that result that you were looking for, or you won't. And if you don't, that's not a failure. It's just a lesson. It's only a failure if that's the last time you try. When you let go and just allow yourself to be human, allow yourself to be to make mistakes and allow yourself to, to, to change your mind. That to me was essential for my learning. It's like, I could say one thing right now and be a hundred percent genuine and a hundred percent authentic and truly believe what I'm saying. And then I learn, I grow, I evolve. And I, and I realize that what I said didn't, doesn't make sense to me anymore. And that's okay for me. And I think that to me was the biggest uh, propeller for actually being an advocate and a voice for whatever I'm, I'm dealing with because it was this concept of yeah I could change you can't move forward if you're constantly staring in the rearview mirror just like driving a car you glance into your mirror every once in a while to make sure everything's okay maybe to check out what's going on behind you but you're not staring at it and in life you you do the same thing you look in the in the rearview mirror once in a while hey you know I went through some experience what did I learn from that what did it teach me but you're, you got to focus on what's in front of you. And like you said, if you're the same person today as you were 10 years ago, what have you been doing for the last 10 years? Right. Because we're not here to just stagnate. Everything in our universe is constantly moving. That's the only reason why relationships, I think, fail in a lot of ways is because one partner evolves at a, a greater rate than the other partner. For whatever reason that mm. they connected in the first place and then one starts going in a different direction and one is maybe growing or evolving at a very slow rate maybe not at all obviously there's all different toxicities that make relationships not work but i think that when it comes to just two people who have a relationship will have a connection and then they fall out of love i think that idea of falling out of love is this concept of one person is healing and growing the other one is still there
I think people need to realize that relationships with other people, uh, at least we're talking about romantic relationships here, it's about more than just love because love will fade. That is a guarantee. We know that, that that exciting love that you feel at the beginning of a relationship fades away. Yeah, the, the lust at the beginning definitely will fade, but even love, obviously you can stay in love with somebody for the rest of your life, but it's not gonna be that same excitement that you feel at the beginning. So you need to realize when you're getting into a long-term relationship with someone that it's not just about the love. It needs to be about who you are as a person and who they are as a person and how you're going to serve each other. I do think though that that's the difference between being in love and loving. I think mm. you can love humans, you know, even when we're not in a relationship with them, you could right. detach from a relationship and still have so much love for that person, but not be in love with them. And I think that in love stage is, is the part that, that we really get out of and grow out of pretty soon after all that, you know, initial um, excitement of something new. You know, there's a huge discussion between like attachment and love. Like if you're attached to someone and what they're giving you makes you feel certain things, that's, that's not even love. It's just you're attached. You have to be attached to them to feel the love. Whereas you could love someone from far and truly, you know, if you love them, set them free. You can love them and want the best for them. And whether or not you're in their life or not, you love them. Uh, I think it's, it becomes, a, for a lot of people, becomes a bit like a high. It's almost an addiction where, same as with a drug, you, you kind of create this dependency on something external. And I think you and I both know that at the end of the day, you need to love yourself. You need to be okay with yourself before anything external could come into your life in a healthy way. The greatest relationships, the greatest connections with other people, the greatest external happiness comes once you're happy with just yourself. Like you said, it's not about filling anything. You know, when it becomes about filling something, it's just a distraction of feeling, you know, not empty. You don't want to feel insecure or empty or undesirable. So you attach because it feels good and they fill you up. But obviously they never could actually fill you up because we can only fill up ourselves. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's such a good point. I feel like we could talk for hours about everything. <laughs> this has been an amazing, amazing conversation, Jake. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And where could our listeners find you? Easiest way to find everything in one place is my website. This is jake.me.me. Um, it's got all my social on there, links to everything else that I'm doing, my podcasts. So if you want to find me, that's the place. I love that. I love the name of the website. Very cool. Thanks. Amazing. I'm excited for, for what you do, for what you create, to see what, what happens. I'm excited to watch it all. Thank you so much. Jake. Thank you. This has been really enjoyable. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volko. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss. Thank you.